0: Does your nose get stuffy after eating that hamburger? Do you develop a rash after consuming breakfast bacon or sausage? If so, you may have a meat allergy and it's probably caused by a tick bite. No, really. Today we're discussing the emerging allergic condition known as Alpha-Gal Syndrome. I'm Professor Megan. I'm Professor Susan. And we're Your Your nutrition Nutrition Profs. We are registered dietitians and college professors who have taught more than 10,000 students about health and nutrition. We
1: have answered a lot of questions about nutrition over the years. Some questions we get asked every year and some are rarely asked, but very interesting. We are here to
0: share our answers to these common and uncommon nutrition questions with you.
1: So bring your curiosity and let's get started. Welcome Welcome to to our our class. class. Welcome, everyone, to this week's podcast episode. We are so glad you're here. We have
0: a really interesting question to answer today. Do we? About a topic that's only been in the news recently. Today, we're going to answer the question, can you really be allergic to meat? I think when most people think about allergies, they imagine sneezing fits or rashes caused by pollen or peanuts, but an
1: allergy to meat, that's surprising. It is so true. Well, the condition we're talking about today is alpha-gal syndrome, and it has gained quite a bit of attention in recent years. Alpha-gal syndrome
0: is a really interesting name. It kind of sounds like some type of a hazing activity (laughs) for a sorority.
1: Yeah, well, it's a real thing. It's a real emerging allergic condition that's most likely caused by a tick bite. It's also called red meat allergy or tick bite allergy. Okay, well, let's get into it. Alpha-gal syndrome, or AGS, is an
0: allergic reaction to meat. Scientists have only been following this condition since the early 2000s, but this condition has already been reported on every continent in the
1: world except Antarctica. The CDC calls it an emerging tick bite associated allergic condition, which can be life-threatening.
0: Alpha-gal is short for galactose alpha one three galactose which is a carbohydrate molecule found in most mammals, so cows, pigs, sheep, rabbits, deer, dog, cats, I could go on, pretty much all mammals except for higher order apes and humans. It can also be found
1: in products derived from some of these animals like milk or cheese. Boy, alpha-gal is so much easier to say than galactose alpha-1-3-galactose. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually also seen
0: it referred to as algal, which oh.
1: sounds kind of fun.
0: Yeah, it does algal. sound fun. Well, this carbohydrate or sugar is not found in fish, reptiles, birds like chicken or turkey or their eggs or in people.
1: It was actually discovered during drug trials for a new medication called cetuximab. This is an antibody treatment that contains alpha-gal, and they wanted to use it to treat colorectal cancer and cancer of the head and neck. But in this clinical trial, several patients that were enrolled in the study developed an allergic reaction after their first dose of this drug, which led to further investigation and Eventually, identification of this syndrome. And these patients had no other known allergies, so it was very surprising when they had these reactions. Right. It took quite a bit of detective work to figure this out, and so far, about 100,000 people have been diagnosed with AGS, but the CDC thinks that this is a severe undercount of the actual number of people with the allergy. They recently published a report that estimates almost half a million Americans have it. Wow.
0: That's a lot. That is a lot. So what causes this allergy? Well, scientists think that a tick or maybe a chigger ingests the sugar, alpha-gal, whilst feasting on a mammal, let's say a deer. The tick then becomes a carrier, and when that tick bites a human, it transmits alpha-gal into the bloodstream. Because humans don't produce alpha-gal, it's foreign and causes the immune system to fight it by creating immunoglobulin E antibodies, or IgE. After about one to three months, the body produces more and more of these IgE antibodies to protect the body from this foreign invader. Then when that human consumes food containing alpha-gal, usually some sort of meat, they develop an allergic reaction,
1: but often two to six hours later. This sounds like some kind of science fiction movie. (laughs) I mean, this can't be real right. You get a tick bites a deer, for example, and then bites you... And then now you're allergic to meat. It's Three months later. Yeah. It sounds really, really crazy. And two to six hours, it takes two to six hours to develop this allergic reaction. I mean, usually an allergic reaction happens a lot more rapidly than that. Right. Which is one of the reasons why it was so
0: difficult to figure this whole thing out. If you eat meat for dinner and wake up in the middle of the night with shortness of breath or hives or your mouth swelling, you probably wouldn't attribute
1: that to the hamburger that you had for dinner. Probably not, especially if you've been eating hamburgers your whole life and never had a problem. So people would end up in emergency rooms with anaphylaxis, which is a life-threatening allergic reaction, and they had no explanation for it. Doctors were stumped. They treated people for the reaction
0: and sent them home. But when it kept happening, people started looking for an explanation. They turned to the Internet. Of course.
1: Like we all do.
0: (laughs) And many people suffering from this condition found others suffering from this condition and they started to compare notes. But for most
1: sufferers, it's taken several years to find any answers. So people develop this allergy to meat. Why? I mean, most people with this condition are lifelong meat eaters and never had a problem, but why now? That's another thing that made this discovery
0: more difficult. These were people from all over the country and the world, but doctors and patients together finally determined that what all of these folks had in common was a
1: tick bite. I mean, that is some serious epidemiology work. I mean, a tick bite they'd gotten months before, they had their first reaction to meat. How would you even... You know, I mean, it, it would be interesting to interview an epidemiologist and just say, why did you even think to think about a tick bite? You know? Yeah, I agree. Nuts.
0: Well, scientists believe that in the US, the main tick involved is the Lone Star tick. But worldwide, there are at least eight ticks that have been implicated. The Lone Star tick is found basically in the entire eastern half of the US, with the exception of Maine but they're
1: spreading to other parts of the U.S. because of our warming climate. And there's more bad news. Scientists believe that additional tick bites may increase your sensitivity to alpha-gal, which can cause more severe reactions. So let's talk about some symptoms. What should people watch out for? Well,
0: like many food allergies, symptoms can range from mild to life-threatening. The most common symptoms are hives or itchy rash, um, GI issues like nausea, vomiting, heartburn, diarrhea, shortness of breath, a cough, swelling of the lips, the tongue, the
1: eyelids, and dizziness or fainting. But in up to 60% of cases, anaphylaxis or anaphylactic shock occurs. And this is a severe reaction. Your throat starts to close up and you can't breathe. So this life-threatening problem is treated with epinephrine. So people with severe allergies often carry EpiPens with them for this very reason. But for some people with
0: AGS, they really have more GI-related symptoms that resemble things like irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, Another reason it took so long to figure this out, patients
1: were getting misdiagnosed. It can be really hard to diagnose things that have similar symptoms. I mean, you have to rule out things one by one until whatever's left has to be the culprit. And this can take years, many trips to specialists and multiple, multiple tests.
0: And to make things even more complicated, some AGS patients really have more mental health issues like anxiety, depression, poor memory, irritability, even sleep disturbances, instead of the physical symptoms that we described earlier. And this is also very unusual for allergies.
1: I even read that some people become so sensitive to meat that just inhaling fumes when meat is cooking can trigger the allergic reaction. That is terrible. How do they even go out? Like, how do you go to a restaurant? I I don't know. I mean... It must be awful. So given all of this, I'm actually really surprised that they figured out alpha-gal syndrome at all. Same, but I'm really glad that they have. Yeah, me too. So how do they diagnose this
0: now? Well, like with most suspected allergies, the best practice is to do a blood test that looks specifically for the alpha-gal IgE antibodies. As more and more doctors become aware of this condition, this testing will become more common, I
1: think. Yeah, I think so too. It seems like people face a lot of challenges, though, for getting this diagnosed. The CDC published a recent report that 42% of healthcare providers that they surveyed have never heard of AGS, and another 35% were not too confident that they could diagnose or manage patients with AGS. That's more than 75% of the
0: healthcare providers surveyed. There definitely needs to be some more information out about this condition. Oh, for sure. And you know, I actually asked a friend of mine who works in an allergy clinic here locally, and she was telling me that they don't do anything for alpha-gal. They don't test for it. They don't
1: have patients with it. Hmm. I wonder if that's because we're in South Texas and maybe the Lone Star tick isn't as common here. Maybe. I mean, I did read that the most... Cases that they found so far are in upstate New York. Oh yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah, pretty far away. But that makes sense. And the southeast. Yeah. Even if your provider has heard of it, you'll probably need to go see an allergy specialist to rule out any other issues it could be. And if you don't have insurance or you live in an area with limited access to specialists and special tests, you're much less likely to be diagnosed correctly.
0: So if I have AGS, the treatment would just be avoid meat and food products from mammals like cows or sheep, including milk and cheese and yogurt,
1: right? Right, but... Alpha-gal can also be found in some really surprising places. It can be found in both gelatin and collagen, which are found in things like gummies and marshmallows and jello. It's also found in cat gut sutures, which are used for dissolvable stitches for wounds or surgical incisions. And you can find AlphaGal in collagen-derived contact lenses, shampoo, and even tattoo ink.
0: You know, I actually talked to someone who is a tattoo artist, and he was telling me that a lot of the inks they use are actually vegan. And so I wonder if all inks are like that. Hmm. He said that no one's really asked about it, or he hasn't heard anyone question it or be concerned about it. Well, that's good. So what about carrageenan?
1: It's actually found in red algae. Interestingly, it can also contain alpha-gal. If you haven't heard of carrageenan, it's used as a thickener or a preservative, and it can be found in ice cream, nut milks, cottage cheese, salad dressing, and infant formulas. Alpha-gal can also be found in some vaccines, anti-venom, and medicines like acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, or oxycodone.
0: And just like all of those with other food allergies, it's incredibly important to read ingredient lists on food labels so that you can avoid those things that contain alpha-gal.
1: Yeah, you need to become familiar with all the terms you need to look for. Yeah, It's even more complicated than that, though. (laughs) I know, crazy, right? So not every person with AGS reacts to all the food products that contain it. And some cuts of meat may cause more reactions than others. Organ meats are especially high in alpha-gal. Yeah, that, that does make things more complicated. Doesn't it? I mean, craziness. So many with AGS can tolerate milk products or they don't react to certain medications or vaccines, but others will react to products like lard or broths or gravy as well as the meats.
0: Researchers have also found that a few things that may increase the risk of an allergic reaction or increase the severity of symptoms when exposed to alpha-gal are things like alcohol consumption, exercise, age, AGS is really found only in adults, um, as well as the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like
1: aspirin and ibuprofen, naproxen, things like that. Yeah, and those are really commonly used. Yeah. And so all this just adds to the confusion And helps explain why figuring this out was such a challenge. Oh, my gosh. So the
0: best way to minimize your chances of developing AGS is to avoid getting bitten by the Lone Star Tick, at least in the U.S. Definitely, Especially if you live in the South, the East, and the Central U.S. If you do spend time outdoors, it's recommended that you avoid grassy, brushy, and wooded areas where ticks are found, that you walk in the center of trails, and that you treat clothing and gear with permethrin or buy pretreated items. What's permethrin? It's an insecticide that can be purchased as lotion or cream, even spray, and you can find it at most stores that sell outdoor clothing and gear. You should also use an EPA-approved insect repellent
1: when outdoors. So I guess you just spray it on your tent or your sleeping bag or your clothing. Yeah, around your feet, your boots. Interesting. After coming indoors, be sure to check your clothing and your gear and your pets for ticks. And shower and perform a thorough tick check on yourself. And if you see a tick, remove it. You know, a quick internet search
0: provides numerous ways to remove ticks. I can imagine. (laughs) Things like spraying with alcohol or perfume, lighting a match next to the tick and thinking it's going to let go. Oh, I've heard that one. I haven't heard that. Or painting it with nail polish or oil to
1: suffocate it. But what's the best way? None of those. (laughs) (laughs) The CDC and most other tick safety sites recommend that you use clean, fine-tipped tweezers and you grasp the tick as close to the skin surface as possible. And I used to teach first aid, and this is how we taught students to remove ticks. Nice. Once you've grasped, the, hopefully, the head you pull upward with steady, even pressure. Don't twist it or jerk it um, because this can cause the mouth parts to break off and remain in the skin. If this happens, you need to remove the mouth parts with tweezers as well. And if you can't remove the mouth easily with tweezers, leave it alone and just let the skin heal. The tick is not going to grow a new body, which is (laughs) another wise tale. After you remove the tick... You need to clean the bite area and your hands with rubbing alcohol or soap and water. Also, never crush a live tick with your fingers. Instead, dispose of a
0: live tick by putting it in alcohol, placing it in a sealed bag or container, wrapping it tightly in tape, or flushing it down the toilet.
1: You know, the CDC also recommends that if you find a tick on you, you should write down somewhere the day, the time, and your location. That way, if you do begin to have symptoms a few days or weeks or months later, it might help doctors figure out what you have. That's really
0: good advice. Mm -hmm. And remember, ticks are also related to other health conditions like Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever, not just AGS. So tracking your tick bites is always a good idea. Yes, it is.
1: So what's the bottom line on alpha-gal syndrome?
0: All right. Bottom line, AGS is an emerging tick bite-related allergic reaction to a carbohydrate found in most mammals but not in people. Once bitten by a tick carrier, probably a Lone Star tick, your body begins to make IgE antibodies to fight alpha-gal. The next time you come in contact with something containing alpha-gal, your body
1: tries to fight it off, causing an allergic reaction. Symptoms can be mild to severe. Prevention of tick bites is key. More tick bites can mean more severe reactions. But there is some good news. Researchers think that symptoms may lessen or even disappear over time if you don't receive additional tick bites. And if you do have AGS, the only treatment is to avoid
0: alpha-gal completely. So avoid beef, pork, lamb, venison, and other mammalian meats and food products. You may also have to avoid some medications,
1: vaccines, and cosmetics. So make sure to read those labels carefully. There is some good news for those with AGS. In 2020, FDA approved a gal-safe pig, which can be bred and sold. That
0: is awesome. I actually so I talk about this in my class when we cover GMOs. Oh yeah. Gal-safe pigs have had their genome or their DNA altered so that it eliminates the
1: alpha gal carbohydrate on the surface of the pig's cells. They've raised about a hundred of these pigs so far, and they shared the bacon with AGS patients to try, you know, just to see if it was palatable. Yeah. For free, and they had really good results. Apparently, they sent this bacon to these AGS patients and asked them to eat it and then report back, but to also have their EpiPens available just in case they had a reaction. Good call. And these GalSafe pigs can not only be used for food
0: for those with the allergy but can also potentially provide transplant
1: organs and tissues that are going to have less of a chance of rejection. That is really cool. Amazing. It's long been a hope, right, that we would be able to transplant pig hearts into humans with heart failure because there are more than 3,500 people on the waiting list for heart transplants. Pig heart physiology is closest to human hearts. Pig heart valves have been transplanted into humans for more than 30 years with good results, but we haven't been able to transplant whole hearts because humans reject them. And guess what? We reject them because of alpha-gal. So pork-based gelatin is also used in medications. So using
0: gelatin from these gal-safe pigs means those with AGS wouldn't have to avoid those
1: meds anymore. Another good thing. You're not going to see gal-safe pork in stores just yet. But you might be able to find it online for purchase soon. That's probably a really good thing. I'm sure the number of people diagnosed with AGS is going to continue to rise. We're finding out more about it. Healthcare providers are becoming more aware of the issue. And the tick is expanding its territory. Yeah.
0: And don't forget that those with AGS can still consume many, many foods without the risk of an allergic reaction. Poultry, so chicken, turkey, duck, even quail, um, fish and seafood, eggs, and of course, fruits and vegetables.
1: So that's it for our discussion on this emerging food allergy and its fascinating origins. I really enjoyed researching this episode. Me too. Students are always fascinated by
0: this topic. We hope that you enjoyed the discussion too. Join us next time when we will answer the question, Is dark chocolate really good for you? Ooh, I'm looking forward to that one. Me too.
1: Class dismissed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the show notes and a list of sources on our website, yournutritionprofs.com.
0: Your homework is to follow us at Your Nutrition Profs on Instagram and to listen to our next episode. You can listen on Amazon Prime, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. We'd appreciate it if you'd like us, write a review, subscribe, and invite your family
1: and friends to join us too. If you have a nutrition or health question you'd like answered, let us know. We may do a show about it. Send an email to yournutritionprofs at gmail.com Or click on the Contact Us page
0: on our website. Thanks to Brian Pittman for creating our artwork. You can find him on Instagram at brianpittman77. See you next time.